His Morning Crew with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Plenty of people want to go to Paris or Rome, but me? I want to go to Waco, Texas. Are y'all ready to see your fixer-upper? Oh, my. <laughs> you know why. <laughs> she wants to go to Waco. That's why, where Chip and Joe are. It just sounds like a magical place. You know, I think she would just stalk Chip and Joe. I might. Yeah. She, might. she has. <laughs> but if you're thinking like Allie, um, I wouldn't mind going to Waco, Texas, either. See? Well, you alone. could, yeah, with a merry and bright little Waco experience. It's uh, it's a way that you can win a trip to Waco, Texas. Experience that whole thing that Chip and Joanna put together mm-hmm. with the silos and everything. You'll see that online at uh, at hisradio.com. You know, it'd be really fun. What's that? If we called someone in Waco to get some insider info, you know, like an expert source. Mm-hmm. Right now? Yeah. It's a little early, isn't it? It is Central Time. He's right. Yeah, it is early. I'm usually right. Well, you're not gonna you're not gonna believe this. Not only does Allie want to wake somebody up, because you know we all can oversleep. So we have Tanya that's on the line, and Tanya, I understand that you would like to wake up somebody too, huh, girl? Good morning, his radio. <laughs> How are you? Oh, I'm just wonderful. How are you? Are you in bed? Of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like we're waking you up, Tanya. I did set my alarm up, but you guys beat me to it. <laughs> of course. Of course. So we're waking up somebody on your behalf, Tanya. Who would that be and why? Scott and Shauna Mellon. Uh, they live out in Waco, and I think that they'd have a fun time with this. <laughs> How do you think they're going to react when you wake them up with your signature wake up? They'll be excited to hear my voice. Can I tell you something about Tanya that you may not realize? Please. She, believe it or not, with that sweet little voice, is a police officer. No, you're not. You really? Yes, I am. Wow. (laughs) Everybody must accept tickets from you with a smile on their face. I know. I do get a lot of thank yous, which is sweet. (laughs) That's great. Okay, so we have Scott's number. We're going to give him a call right now. We might have waken you up. What are you doing up so early, Scott? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Super early. Uh-huh. That is such a nice voice to wake up to, though, wouldn't it be? It Tanya's is. sweet little voice. So how, so how was I so lucky to be picked by Tanya for this, uh, for this treat? She thought you'd be the most angry person and grumpy getting out of bed, and you're not. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. She knows, she knows how angry I get. <laughs> <laughs> Well, see, now we're also giving away a trip during the Christmas time to Waco. And so we got a couple of questions for you while we got you on the line. Yeah, we know you've lived in Waco a long time. So for someone that's coming there for the first time, what do you suggest that they have to do? Well, the reason everybody's coming to Waco these days is do the uh, fixer-upper tour. So they do uh, Magnolia 
stay uh, stay downtown, shop, go out to eat. I'd say the uh, majority of people that are traveling into Waco right now are coming in to see uh, Chip and Joanna go to uh, the Magnolia Silos and hang out there. Well, Scott, you're a good sport. I'm sorry you were already awake when we called you, but we all can oversleep. Oh, Tanya, I still love you, even though you had this big setup for me. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Hey, thanks, guys. Have a great day. She's a cop. I know. <laughs> <laughs> a tiny little petite voice. Stop in the name of the law. <laughs> I'm going to give you a ticket. <laughs> and you're under arrest. <laughs> Put your hands on the car. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. We love you, Tanya. You're awesome. Hey, you want to win that trip to Waco, Texas that we're talking about? All you have to do is text the word Waco to 800-447-7234, and you could have a merry and bright Christmas. Waco is waiting. And so is the Magnolia Market, Garden, and Restaurant for the winner of our share first day giveaway. It's a merry and bright Magnolia Christmas experience. Support his radio today, or at least before the 7 p.m. draw on November 5th, and you'll be automatically entered to win. Imagine browsing, shopping, and dining in the shadow of the silos while experiencing Christmas hospitality Waco style. No gift is required, but we hope you'll give. To find details, contest rules, and to make your gift, visit hisradio.com today. His Radio. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. I will say, I was a little scared. When we did this prank, and we usually don't do pranks, but it wasn't really a prank because it was one of Allie's friends who's a police officer. Her name is Tanya. But she had a really high voice. <laughs> you have to check out the video replay to see what we're talking She's about. She's the best. She is. So I'm thinking, I mean, you made a good point about yeah. cell phones and people know who we are anyway. Yeah, I don't even think you can make a prank phone call anymore because they can track you down. And I use star six seven sometimes because that blocks your number. And so when people see it, they'll go unknown number. Uh-oh. I let those go to voicemail. Yeah. So I well, back in the day, didn't you hit star six nine to see who the number was that called you? That's right. And you hoped that it was like a cute boy. Not me. No, 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 that that didn't work. No, no. But Daniel is here. Daniel, what about you, man? What are you thinking? Allison, actually, uh, the modern day, there's an app called prankdial.com, and I used it when I was in college and seminary, and we would play practical jokes, and they would give you the option to pay to use a alternate phone number in your area and you could call the person without being identified. It's hilarious. You'd have to go and pull it up and listen to it. It's called braindial.com. <laughs> so many different ways. That sounds like a great thing to do as a seminary student. Well, you know, in your free time in summer, you're like, what am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. We're hearing from Ben this morning at 800-447-7234. Ben, what's on your mind? Well, sir, I was calling in about what God has done for me. At the age of 55, uh, three days before my birthday, I had a stroke. Then December of the same year, I had a second stroke. January the 3rd, I had a third stroke, and the whole left side of my body quit working. I moved to my dream place, and I've got a pot a potbelly pig, Arnold Zipple, and uh, I got some silky chickens, and I got a dog, and I got about five or six cats. God sees me through everything I do. God walks with me every day. So I've gotten everything back, and I meet people, and they go, we cannot believe you had a stroke. You certainly are a walking miracle, Ben. And I love the Green Acres theme of where you are. Oh, yeah. See, I watched Green Acres as a kid, 
And I, I got a pink pot belly pig. That's great. And I named him Arnold Zippel. <laughs> That's so, awesome. I love it. Right. Well, I just appreciate your show. It stays on in my house 24-7. Uh, I never get tired of hearing it. I never get tired of hearing what God's done in people's lives. Ben, you're an inspiration. I think you're the coolest man I've talked to in the longest time. And thank you for the memories, because when I was a kid, I come home from school. It was on all the time. I love this show. Living is the life for me. She knows it, too. Spreading out some pollen just give, give me, me that, that countryside. countryside. Hey, Take it, Allie. You don't remember this part? <laughs> In honor of you, Ben, you're super cool. I'm so glad we heard from you today. Rob, Allison, and Jim. Since Jim, our producer, has such a strong feeling for cats, you can gather around the kids if you homeschool them or they're toddlers because Uncle Jim has another feline tale to share with you, some kitty fun, and the perfect way to uplift your day. It's Cat Story Time with Uncle Jim. I'm not going to talk about just one cat. I'm going to talk about a hundred cats. I'm not going to name them all, okay? But uh, with all that weather fiasco that's happened in the last couple months and stuff like that with the hurricanes coming through, uh, some smart people in humane societies decided, hey, let's clear out the uh, the uh, rescue places in the Florida panhandle area and leave room for uh, cats and dogs that are displaced from their home so that they'll be near their home and then hopefully get back together with their owners, right? Makes sense. Yes, so they airlifted all these uh, animals up to different places. I think they moved over to Jacksonville first and then they moved them up to Pennsylvania and Delaware. Oh, really? Philadelphia, in fact. And so, yeah, they airlifted uh, 100 cats. 100 cats just rode their little, you know, first class. You know how cats are sitting back. <laughs> so demanding. Yes. I'm only going first class. <laughs> so, yeah, they're up there in Philadelphia and the Delaware area, and they're just putting them out in different rescue places there, humane societies, where they can get adopted up there because they didn't have homes. You understand what I'm saying? So they'll have a better life up there in the Northeast. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, there are, they were uh, great little uh, passengers. Listen to the uh, pilot. You know what? They are surprisingly quiet. That is the thing. Yeah. <laughs> they don't make noise. They get up and they go to sleep. That's really what we want. See? See what happens in first class? You're nice and quiet. You mean Paulette? Oh, Paulette. <laughs> Paulette. I get that one. It's funny. I wonder if these cats were a little bummed, though, moving from Florida to the cold uh, <laughs> up north. That's like, true. What's going on here? That's a good point. Well, but way to go for those guys to take yeah. in the cats like that. It was Wings of Rescue, a nonprofit organization. Oh, and nice. They, they uh, airlifted 4,500 pets uh, last year, Hurricane Harvey. Nice. First class, of course. So on behalf of these guys, it's an honor and a privilege to do for you oh. the cat song. Yay. What kind of cat hangs out in your house? House cat. What kind of cat hangs out in the alley? Alley cat. What kind of cat is a chocolate candy bar? First class Kitty cat. cat. Yeah. And what kind of cat are you? Let's go. What kind of cat are you? Tell me, tell me true. What kind of cat are you? Because what kind of cat are you? Mornings with 
Rob, Allison, and Jim. A big welcome home to 372 soldiers from Fort Stewart's Raider Brigade. Uh, seeing them return home reminded me of my oldest Wes when he came home serving 18 months in Iraq during the war back in 06 and 08. Well, the Raider Brigade, they were in Korea for nine long months. Their families were at Fort Stewart to welcome them home. And what will some of these soldiers do now that they're home? Wait till you hear Honestly, this. Honestly, just holding holding my baby girl and uh, giving my wife a kiss. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm exhausted from traveling, but I can't go to sleep because I'm so excited. You know, so I mean, it's just pure excitement and, and seeing these two. That was Dan Satterwhite, and he was on WSAV. His daughter was born on Father's Day, and then a couple of days later, he was deployed with the rest of the brigade to Korea. And now he's back home. He gets to see his daughter again. Okay, if anything could change your perspective of cleaning up diapers and spit up and all that stuff with a baby, it would be not getting the chance to experience it. Yeah. So I'm sure he's going to love every minute. He is. And he's holding that little girl, and, and, and his wife put a little bow on her, you know, one of those, oh. what do you call them that goes around your whole head? Headband? A little headband and all that other stuff. So nice. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed the diaper part when I had my kids were there. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, <laughs> Jim Mann has a service and it's a diaper changing yeah. service. Yeah. He does it for young and old. No, so. no, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right Rob, Allison, and Jim. I got a, a Skype call Thursday from Megan and Harry. I said, hey, it's early. Normally they Skype me on weekends. Oh. But uh, they were excited about their announcement that they're having a baby in the spring. That's nice. Mm, so they wanted me to know first, of course. So I could tell everybody. Good. <laughs> You're kind of late, but go uh, ahead. Yeah, whatever. And uh, I just forgot. <laughs> and so now comes the uh, craziness of what's the name of the baby going to be? Of course, they want Jim, but, you know, the pressure. You told them no. Mm-hmm. So, of course, and then there, there are uh, odds played out on these names. And oh, stuff. that crazy. They make a big game out of this thing, mm -hmm. but... The top contenders are the Du Bois, like Alexander, Arthur, Philip, Albert, Nicholas, Rob. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Girls are Alice. Close. Oh. Close. Victoria, Mary, Isabella. I like okay. St. Isabella. Can I just point out Mary would be the perfect name because Megan and Harry combined make Mary. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my goodness. That it's would over. be smart. <laughs> it is over. You watch it be that. Okay. Mary. That's my vote. Okay, uh, so I'm going to mark down the date, October 17th, Allison named the baby Mary. What kind of weird title will the baby have? Like Bubba. Lord Kensington. The <laughs> Bubba, the Duchess of <laughs> yeah. Rourke. I don't know what the title is. It's just, it hurts my mind when they throw out all those titles. <laughs> baby. <laughs> That's it. So, yeah, chances of it being king... It being game, it's a boy, uh, pretty slim because there's so many involved. But James will be perfect for that, King James. Mm -hmm. uh. More than just pretty voices. There's a lot of different art uh, types out there, right? Everywhere you look, there's an artist of some sorts. You mean like mediums? Like yeah, very good. Very sculptors. good. Yes. Okay, I'm, I'm on your wavelength. So there is a latte art out there. Huh? Latte, latte, as in art, as in coffee. Yeah, I also put on a lot of art. Ah, uh, I like it. Oh man. <laughs> anyway, my 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 friend Lee from Seoul, South Korea, 
He is like taking the internet by storm with his art, his latte art. He's been uh, making coffee since, uh, serving up coffee, let me put it that way, since he was 17. He's now 26 and quite the artist. It takes him like 15 minutes because he got to do it fast so the coffee will stay hot. But he does, he adds food coloring and all that kind of stuff. So he does a lot of Disney things and famous paintings. They look really awesome. Oh, that's cool. So, and you don't want to drink it because it looks so good. You just want to hang it on the wall, but then it pours out. So he literally does latte art. Yes, there in you the go. Huh? I you know get you flowed? now. Now would that this, makes sense. Would the colors like give you a colored mustache? Yeah. <laughs> That's but. an added bonus. <laughs> I don't Will know. it impress the Winnie the Pooh on your tongue? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> when if you, you drink don't swallow, latte? just don't swallow all day. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Winnie the Pooh on your tongue. That doesn't sound right. That's cool. Isn't it amazing? And uh, he's he even teaches the class. You know, they have people who want to study under him. And he's like quite famous now. That goes beyond the little flowery look there. I mean, he literally paints on top of the coffee. Yeah, I get tickled over that little leaf they make. Wait yeah, I know. Rob's I'm so never impressed seen by it because he just gets black coffee. I just get Boring. coffee. You can't do art in that. No, you can't. <sighs> Why not? Well, you do, okay, nighttime. This is nighttime, Rob. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> black. <laughs> but this, you know, this is your, you're living here when you got this kind of art on your coffee. Mm-hmm. So just put a straw in there and drink the coffee from underneath the art. Uh, Rob, Allison, and Jim. You may have seen Gloria on the internet. She was reacting to tickets that her future son-in-law got her to see the Gamecocks play. She's never seen a game. And this literally is her dying wish. You see, Gloria has stage three cancer and she doesn't have much longer to be with us. So she went to that game with the tickets that her son-in-law gave her and boy, did she get the special treatment. This is so cool. The USC athletics department gave her not just a t-shirt, but ticket to the buffet line and sideline passes. Hello. She got a football along with it. You can hear her excitement as she talked to WLTX. I've been dreaming of this day all my life. They don't give me long to live. I've got maybe three to six months before my life ends. But I'm hoping that I can take these memories right here with me. I just break your heart. Oh, we love you, Gloria. I love the fact, too, that the former Gamecock, Ulick Jones, was with her like her personal escort the rest of the day. And he said that he experienced something very similar because her grandmother had, his grandmother had cancer and she passed away, too. And so he knows how dear this is to the family. Gloria, we love you. If you're going to have anybody be your sidekick during a game, I think he would be a good one. Yeah, right. To make it an even more memorable experience. That's great. Yeah, it's a, it's a good man taking the time to do that kind of thing. He didn't have to do that. No. But it's a, like a, it's a shared experience that bond them together. Yeah, we take life. You know, sometimes we don't know what we have until it's about gone and Gloria seizing every moment. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Well, the Chapman uh, father and three sons, not Stephen Curtis Chapman, but some other Chapmans. They're from Australia. And they were fishing out on the little boat, or a tinny, as they call it, in Australia. Oh, that's cool. A tinny. Okay. And, uh, and a shark. A bull shark jumped out of the water 
into their boat. Now, when I first heard this, I thought, oh, it's probably one of those little, you know, three-foot sharks or something. It's a seven-foot bull shark. Oh, Dude. my goodness. I mean, I mean, apparently it was friendly. It wouldn't be petted or something. <laughs> but uh, I imagine it was kind of, you know, flipping around, stuff like that. You don't want to get near a shark. I don't know if you knew that or not, Rob. You just don't want to do it. But uh, they were kind of, it actually landed between the two little brothers. And uh, it kind of it kind of scared them. Listen to the sons. Jumps right out, clean, out of the water, into the boat where we are, straight in between my two brothers. Tell you what, that was the most frightening experience of my life. Straight was scary. Scary. I tell you what, Aww. that's scary. I've never had a seven-foot uh, bull shark land <laughs> between me and somebody else. On me once, but not in between me and somebody else. Okay, it's not true. Can you just imagine this family telling this story for decades and decades? Yeah. You know, like some stories just define your childhood. This would be the one for this family. This they're, is a fishtail, yeah. They're just little kids, too. <laughs> yeah. And the shark just whoop, whoosh, right yeah. onto the bow. That must have been. Dude, to be there when that happened? No one's oh. going to believe him. Yeah. <laughs> Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. A little girl was born deaf. And here in America, there are many medical opportunities for children born with disabilities. But this little girl was born in South Sudan, where medical care for the hearing impaired is really almost non-existent. So her dad, Stephen, has dedicated his life to helping his daughter. She's five now. They traveled 7,500 miles to receive a cochlear implant. They had the surgery in Des Moines, Iowa, of all places. (laughs) And you know, I'm from Iowa, so that's pretty exciting to read. And this was the moment when the little girl, whose name is Paulina, heard for the very first time. Ah! <laughs> wow, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. How happy does that make you? I'm very happy. Very happy. That was her mom. <laughs> she just threw her arms up in the air and yelled, ah! Now, doctors say her brain does need to adapt because when you get that cochlear implant, it's not instantaneous. Um, What she hears is they describe as kind of like static right now, but the Hmm. brain will learn to adjust. And she's in kindergarten right now. She's doing awesome. She's in a special class for hearing impaired kids and she's thriving and the families, um, you know, they've got a visa, I think it is, and they'll be in Iowa for about six months, and they're hoping to stay a little longer so she can get speech therapy. That is so cool. The cochlear implants, I can't say it, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Cochlear implants, they are remarkable. I know. And what they do for people that are hearing impaired like that. It really is. And apparently Iowa is a capital for this, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I go. Most of us are hard of hearing, I think. <laughs> oh, that's true. Good point. But it's a lovely story. I know. <sighs> And so much hope. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Friday night lights, man. It lights up when it comes to Richland Northeast High School, especially with their quarterback, Josh Boyd. He's just so good. Very athletic. As a matter of fact, he was playing one of those pickup basketball games at the gym that he goes to when all of a sudden, Josh has a heart attack. Thankfully, there were two uh, firefighters that were there after their shift. They were doing a pickup game at that gym. They usually don't go to that gym. Captain Kareen Spain and Kai Thomas, they're from the Columbia Fire Department. They immediately knew what was happening with Josh. They performed chest compressions, literally saved this kid's life. Although, they would tell you who really saved Josh's life. Well, we like to believe God brought him back to life. We figured we'd do what we are trained to do, and then we leave it in God's hands. 
Josh will hopefully have a full recovery sooner than later, and he can get back to his duties as being a superstar quarterback. I love how humble these two firefighters are. Come to find out that Josh had a very enlarged heart. He had to be transported to MUSC and had heart surgery. Now there's a GoFundMe page because there's a big expense for that. And thankfully, as of this morning, that GoFundMe page is over $4,100 toward the $5,000 goal to take care of those expenses for the heart surgery that Josh just had to have. Wow, that's such a cool, must be a cool feeling to know you're exactly where God needs you to be for a moment. Mm -hmm. Like, so destined to be there. Yeah, and they're true heroes because they deflect the attention. You notice I do that all the time. We do, yeah. We <laughs> notice, yeah. You drew attention to you deflecting the attention. Yes. It's <laughs> like the back door. Amazing. Yeah. I love those God moments where God just has you right where he needs you for that specific purpose. Maybe that's happened to you before at 800-447-7234. You can tell your story if you'd like. Rob, Allison, and Jim. So Allison hasn't been feeling very well. No. Strep throat, all that stuff. Yeah, it's not fun. So Michael has a message for Allie. What, what is it, Michael? Y'all guys are doing an excellent job. I appreciate listening to y'all every morning. Oh, thank you. And you need to hurry up and get well and get over that sore throat. I know. <laughs> Any day now. She's been blowing her nose all morning it's long. pretty gross. Oh, at least she's not blowing it your direction. Well, I kind of am. <laughs> <laughs> and when it gets in the eye. Oh, come on. Oh. That's really gross. Ooh, yeah. I do have tissues. Uh, Rob needs one. And hand sanitizer. Yeah. She's I, all loaded up there, man. I, myself, perfectly healthy. He's a specimen of health, that gym man. Mm -hmm. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Hurricanes and weddings aren't really a great mix. So when Hurricane Michael came in last week, it put a damper on Jim and Lori's plans to get hitched. They were, what? Jim man. He caught him off guard there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Jim went, huh? <laughs> You're already married. I thought it was obvious I wasn't talking about you. Yeah, well, it just, yeah I heard my name. Just, oh, okay. So sorry. that made you perk up. So yes. pretend the story is about you and maybe you'll listen, right? Okay, you woke me okay. up. Now I got to listen. Listen up, Jim. Okay, so Jim and Lori, they wanted to get married at the courthouse. But the courthouse shut down because of the storm. So they scrambled, found somebody to officiate their wedding, and decided to just do it in the atrium at the Jacksonville airport because it's <laughs> really pretty. And that way they'd be close so they could fly out for their honeymoon. It was like just a test for marriage. <laughs> That's, true. That's it. So, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm ecstatic because I'm now married to the man I love so deeply. Oh, they're now Mr. and Mrs. Barry. Oh, Congratulations. In between the restroom and the luggage. I know. <laughs> but after their 10-day honeymoon in Italy, they will have a reception back home with family and friends, and hopefully there will be sunshine. wonder where they'll have it. Food court at the airport? <laughs> That's a good point. You know, that'd be yeah. nice. Keep the theme alive. Exactly. They've already saved money from traveling to the airport and stuff, so that's thinking ahead. I know. Where do you go, Jim? What? No, it's me. <laughs> Jim and Lori. Uh, yeah. Happily ever after. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Most people cannot eat the same thing, you know, several times in a row, right? Am I right? Am like I right? Allison. I cannot do that. Mm -mm. That's not part of my personality. No, I could do like 
you know, when some people say, oh, I had that for lunch, I can't have it for dinner. I can repeat that. I can do that. You like the leftovers. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't bother me a bit. But beyond that, I'm like, okay, a little bit of variety. Well, not Mike Roman. He's 41 years old, 41 years old, from Joyzy. Hackensack, I like saying Hackensack. And uh, he's been eating pizza a few meals in a row at dinner. A few meals in a row at dinner? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 37 years. What? 37 years. He's only 41. 41, so he was four. Look at that, Rob. When he started. So he's been eating pizza every day of his life for dinner since he was four? Yes, with no toppings. Just plain old pizza. Just a cheese pizza? Yeah. Amazing. That's 13,505 times in a row. Wow. Just in case you're Just off the top of your head? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'd say he's a creature of habit myself. Just a a, a hunch I have. Mom and Dad proud of him? Yeah, he did. What kind of pizza? This is expensive, too. Is this homemade or he's ordering a new pizza every day? Well, yeah, it's not the same one. He's not like I need some more details here. He's eating a lot of pizza. Um, I mean, he's, he just loves it. And like I say, it's a different personalities. He's a creature of habit. He's fine. Well, he said cheese pizza. Hmm? So there's no topping. So he eats a cheese pizza every night. But you want to know if he eats it from the same restaurant? Yeah. Or if it's DiGiorno's or something? <laughs> yeah. oh. DiGiorno's every night? How specific does he get here? He does have several favorites oh. uh, there in Jersey. because there's a lot of great pizza places there in Jersey. So I didn't know any of them. Eh, local, local joints. Yeah, local stuff. So. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing. I can do it once a week for my whole life. You think? I, I can do that, yeah. But not every but dinner. plain? No toppings? Yeah, that's fine, too. Oh, wow. wow. That'd be tough. But not every day. Live a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I like toppings. Quit I'm being saying, so boring. I'm not crying out loud.